Hey everybody, Ken Hendricks with Home Instead Senior Care. Thanks so much for joining me again today. Uh, today you could say that we have a bit of worlds colliding as I'm gonna be chatting with some old friends, uh, my friends Dex and Ken, whom I've been in a couple different rock bands with. Uh, one of the things that I really enjoy about what we do uh, with Home Instead, what I get to do is, is building bridges between my many different passions. And over the years, Ken, Dex, and I have really forged a great relationship uh, with one another. And at the core of that friendship has been the beauty of art and creativity through music. And I really love these guys and I'm excited to have them on today. One of our musical projects, Time for Change, uh, will be taking part in an upcoming variety show fundraiser for the Alzheimer's Association. Home Instead, along with Amber Care and Vista Living, will be coming together on September 24th for End Alzheimer's New Mexico, an online variety show to raise funds for the Alzheimer's Association. And uh, details on how you'll be able to log on and check out that event are gonna be rolling out early next week. So keep your eye out for those. Both Ken and Dex have experienced the impact of Alzheimer's disease within their own families as I'm sure many of you have. And so I wanted to bring them on today to chat a little bit about that, along with our involvement together in this upcoming fundraiser. So really appreciate you doing this, taking the time to hang out with me and chat a little. So first off, um, let's take a little bit of time to chat about like what life's been like for you guys over the past few months. Things have been kind of crazy for everybody with COVID what have the what have things in your world's been like, and what have you guys been doing to stay sane and stay healthy? Sure. Uh, over the last uh, four or five months or so, I've uh, I've been fortunate to uh, to be uh, to be, to still be working. Uh, I work in a grocery store, and uh, at times that can, as we're all learning how to proceed with everything, it could get really really hectic, stressful. Grocery store, AKA ground zero. <laughs> that, that, that is a term we have used yeah. before, yeah. Um, but what I've, what I've done is uh, to, to stay healthy and, and sane is uh, reaching out to, to friends, reaching out to you guys, reaching out to my family, uh, and just keeping communication going so I don't feel like I'm so alone, you know? And uh, just to stay healthy is just to try and get outside and at least just walk around or exercise at the house. Uh, it, I, I feel as though that that's super important as well. I think that the way that this thing has affected me sometimes has been less visible than others. Like, I think I'm doing really well. I think, you know, the week's going by, <laughs> I feel like I'm adjusting well to this new normal. And then kind of out of the, out of the blue, sometimes it seems I seem to be, feeling overwhelming amounts of stress or anxiety. And it's pretty apparent that all these changes, um, I mean, they're, they're, they're affecting all of us in different ways. And it's good to act on that and actually reach out and, and connect. I think that's important. What about you, Ken? Yeah, uh, so I mean, we're, we're definitely some interesting times, right? So uh, work probably is the, the biggest thing that's changed for me as well. Um, I've gone from having to go into an office every day to I'm now at home remotely every day. So that's been kind of a, an indefinite semi-permanent change until further notice. Um, so 
getting used to work home life and setting up my own little office and all that kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of Zoom calls. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely the, to Dex's point, the exercise is definitely very good to kind of, you know, take your mind off some things and get some stress out if you have that up and reaching out to family and friends just to let them know that you are still there, even though you can't be there physically, you're still there, um, you know, spiritually, emotionally, all that kind of stuff is very important. Yeah. I was talking to, to somebody earlier that uh, was telling me that he feels, he feels like he gets more work done now that he's at home. Than yeah, it's not true like, sometimes. Yeah, the office can be like full of different distractions and stuff. I know that I really right. enjoy the people that I work with in the office. And so when I'm there, I do visit with them quite a bit more and things like that, which is, I mean, that's all part of it. I think that's part of working with a great team. You got to be able to, to get to know each other and enjoy one another. But sometimes task oriented yeah. things are just, it's actually a lot easier to get done here at home with less distraction. Right. But there's, there's silver linings to all of it, I think. I've actually been exercising more now than I was before. And I think that nice. it's been kind of cool to, you know, just to figure out what a lot of people had already figured out that I didn't need uh, to go to a gym every day to exercise. You know, there's ways to figure out yeah. you know, that you can exercise daily at home. And so I've been trying to, uh, uh -huh. personally, I've been trying to take advantage of that. I know that Alzheimer's has, is a cause that's close to both of your hearts and something that you've both felt the impact of in your own families. Would you guys mind sharing a little bit about your passion around the cause of raising awareness and, and searching for a cure for Alzheimer's and a little bit about your personal experiences? So um, the first little bits that I remember of the disease was you know being told my grandma had had it, who was my, my dad's mom. And uh, I never really met her. Um, and she died, I think, um, in her late 80s, um, possibly early 90s, I'm not exactly sure, but sometime around there. Um, so that would kind of be the early precursor you know, to kind of some things that would uh, later ensue with my dad. Mm -hmm. But um, as I got a little older and I was at, you know, taking classes at UNM, I, um, for my psychology minor, I took a behavior class um, and that, uh, a little section went over about dementia and Alzheimer's, so I learned a little bit about it there. Um, and then it was then, in the following months, that you kind of saw some early stages, uh, you know, with my dad kind of um, asking some, you know, repetitive questions or just kind of forgetting little little minor things like maybe current events that just happened within the, the week or month or, you know, misplacing his car keys or his wallet or something like that. And then for maybe a couple of years, it was like that. And then it was when he kind of started to, you know, have some, some trips and falls, you started to see a little bit of a progression. Mm -hmm. um, then once he had maybe his third fall, like the first couple were okay, and we didn't really notice anything too bad. But then after like third, uh, which was, you know, over the course of like maybe two years or something, it wasn't, it was then we kind of saw like, you know, more questions, more, you know, asking the same things, after being told something just an hour ago, you know, he wasn't kind of retaining um, recent stuff or anything like that. And it kind of then it sets in, it's like, okay, well, this is kind of real. So was it around then that you guys like actually got a diagnosis? Um, he, yeah, it was around, well, 
after the the falls I had mentioned, he had then got the early diagnosis for it, and then your your dad was really young, started. right? Uh, actually, no. Uh, I was I was the young kind of unplanned. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. But yeah, so he he was he was older. How old, how old was he? Uh, so he died uh, eighty two. Yeah, I was thinking that it was more like along the lines of early onset in his 60s or 70s, but but that's something too that exists that a lot of people don't really know about. Early onset Alzheimer's is a real thing. It's something that I usually draw attention to because I think that people will diminish the understanding of Alzheimer's being an actual disease because they'll just think that it's just something that happens to us as we get older, you know, uh, but it, it certainly doesn't happen to everyone. And it actually sometimes can happen to people as early as their 40s or 50s. And so the research supported by organizations like the Alzheimer's Association are super important because there is some things that are going on with our bodies physiologically if we're developing something like Alzheimer's that hopefully we can find some ways to reverse, you know. So I know that you and your family, too, you guys have you guys have taken part in the walk to end Alzheimer's kind of as a tribute to your dad before, right? Yeah, uh, even before um, he had, you know, passed in 2018, we had started doing the walks, I think, since 2015, maybe, 2016. Um, so since then, we've been doing them every year, for sure. And Dex, you told us that your your grandpa had Alzheimer's. Did it affect more people in your family as well? No, the only person that I, that I know that it affected was my grandfather. And you were talking about the early onset uh diagnosis and everything he was diagnosed uh 2006 so he would have been in just before his mid 60s yeah just before his mid 60s mm -hmm. and um i didn't talk to him about it but i know that my mother did and uh, i remember she had called me i was i was at work and she had given me a call and i asked her well how does he feel you know and he said that he was scared because he didn't want to forget us. Yeah, yeah. It hit me really hard, you know. This is 14, almost, you know, like 15 years ago. And um, I would say, like, you know, I would visit him every so often. He lived in a, in a different state. He lived in northeastern Ohio and everything. So when I would get to go visit him, I would, I would you know. And um, the thing that comes to mind is one day the last time that I got to see him was he was starting to get you know people in our family and everything was starting to care for him because he was really starting to forget um, but not only with Alzheimer's he was also diagnosed with Parkinson's as well and um, wow. so he was needing a lot of care and nobody wanted to take this take my grandfather to a home uh, so he, he got to stay home. And um, I went to, into the backyard. He, he was getting ready in his house. He comes outside. He sees me from like probably 20 feet away and he yells my name. Mm -hmm. And I just smiled as, as everyone in my family, you know, it had been a couple of years since I had seen him and everyone else in my family, you know, their mouth dropped, you know, like, oh, okay. And, um, he came over and he sat next to me and he's talking to me and he was fully remembering who I was 
things about my life, you know, like me going to California and playing shows with my, with my old band from Arizona. And we were having this really, really great conversation and it was, in, it was in depth and everything. And so I was, I was kind of confused, but then about 15, 20 minutes in, I could start to see that he was losing yeah, the grab yeah. of, of what we were talking about and who I was. Those little bits, though, I, I mean, I've seen those types of things like over and over again. Um, amazingly, I know, you know, music is a common bond for us and, and music is a tool that I've seen produce things like that, that um, it's, it's such a blessing for a family when they see those little glimpses of clarity in their loved one and realize that behind the veneer of the disease, they're still there, you know? Yeah. Um, music is a is a really cool tool because there's there's a lot of research that's been done around you know the areas of our brain that that perceive and store musical memory you know and sometimes when i'll go out and and play songs for folks in in memory care communities if you play the you know it just happens sometimes if you end up playing the right song like you can draw someone out that maybe really hasn't, you know, had a tendency to speak all that much in weeks, maybe, you know, and, and all of a sudden they're singing a song. And mm -hmm. when you, when you described your family and their mouths dropping over your grandpa, remembering you and having all these details accessible, it makes me think of, you know, the, the reaction to a lot of, uh, of a lot of the care staff, when something like that happens, everybody's just, it's a very emotional experience. It's a very, um it, it's it's an amazing thing you know um i think that uh obviously you know the the mission of the alzheimer's association is ultimately to see a world without alzheimer's and to see an end to alzheimer's um i oftentimes i'll take that idea of the walk to end alzheimer's or an end of alzheimer's to be not just something that's off in the future but something that can happen in moments like that i think too you know I think that it's important to 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 see and treasure those types of moments. And I always enjoy hearing you tell that story. I think it's super cool. So we don't wanna give away all the details. I'm excited about what we're working on together uh, with this upcoming fundraiser. But um, you know, what, what does it mean to you guys to be able to use this vehicle of our band to put forth a tribute, not only to your family members, but for folks across the state who have been impacted by Alzheimer's? It's just amazing. Uh, I, I probably couldn't sum it up better than that. Um, having witnessed, you know, and, and lived through something like this firsthand, you really see it differently. And you kind of feel like you have this unspoken bond and empathy with other people who are going through the same thing. Um, so to be able to pay tribute and respect to anyone involved who is, whether that be the individuals who may have it, their families, their friends, all the caregivers, uh, it's it just makes me really happy and it's uh, truly remarkable. I couldn't be happier to be a part of that. What role has music and artistic creativity played in getting you guys through tough times in general and specifically through this time of the whole world, you know, dealing with this COVID-19 pandemic? You know, just what we've talked about with music and everything, it, it, it has, a, it, with us, you know, personally, it is, it's been able, you know, we're able to stay pretty close close together you know and keep us together and like uh and uh 
doing that, like it kind of, you know, with through the internet and all that other stuff, you know, it's just a, it's a really remarkable time where uh, with everything else going in the world, we could sort of just kind of blanket that for a while. Yeah. It's pretty uh, crazy to think about like what it would have been like in even like 2003, 2004, going through this same thing and how much more disconnected right. we would all be feeling, you know? Right. I, I have like an immense gratitude and uh, towards all of this, you know, and I'm, I'm very happy that we've still been able to be so connected still together and work on something, you know, and use music to kind of, to kind of also help keep our sanity. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again so much for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm excited about the things that we've been able to collaborate on utilizing technology with each other lately. And um, very thankful to have both of you guys as friends and, uh, and just to be able to make all these connections, you know, and, and, and bring uh, the passions that we have, you know, the, the lives that we've lived to bring all those things together in a beautiful way that I hope can impact a lot of people. So looking forward to this fundraiser that's coming up. And, uh, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. We'll chat with you guys soon.